Welcome to today's podcast episode with LA Dream, and this is somebody who I met through the Gamerpreneur. If you guys are aware of him, he's on Facebook, and he's blowing up surprisingly fast, so kudos to him, but shout out to LA Dream also, who I ran into, and we were sharing conversation about authenticity and uh, how I like to develop my brand and my ideas. But I reached out to her, and she's actually a gamer who has introduced me to a whole new, like, landscape of basically people who I can just talk to, which is my passion, as always. But So, anyways, without further ado, welcome to LA Dream. Um, can you give us a little bit of a ba- more of a background on yourself and as far as what sort of projects you're working on currently? Sure. So I'm Ale Dream. My real name is Andrea. I'm from New York City, and I play a variety of games. My model is I play anything, not everything. Um, I've been playing a lot of Okami. Uh, hopefully, I'm trying to finish it either by tonight or tomorrow. And then since September 21st is Batman Day, um, I want to start right after Okami straight to Batman Arkham Knight. So I'm very excited about that before I start going into my monthly theme because I want to try something new by making each month a theme of a genre. So October will be horror games, November Switch games, and December um, retro games. Oh, wow. You know, I had no clue that uh, September 21st is uh, Batman Day. Yeah. like, hold on. I don't normally... I don't know if you can see it in the background. I got a... <laughs> oh, I got a Batman thing there. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I've always thought it was funny. I, I don't know. It, it was an interesting background that I've had, but um, I went with this green screen. I, I don't know why. I just I thought it was cool to make things a little bit easier for, like, editing backgrounds. But I'm definitely yeah, a fan of... Uh, it's definitely, yeah. <laughs> I And also, I wasn't aware it was uh, the 21st. Another thing that, like, I found out as well uh, this month was that... International Podcast Day, I guess, is a day as well, and that it falls exactly on my birthday. That's so cool. So you <laughs> yeah. have to do a podcast yeah. on your birthday. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I had to go tell my work that it's uh my my religion and that I have to uh, practice it. So. <laughs> so, well, last week Saturday was National Video Game Day. If you didn't oh, know man. that, yeah. There's so, a lot of national days that we've never heard of, and they have uh really good meaning to what it is so, distinct yeah. enough for google to know about it i guess right so mm-hmm. it's like punching in those days and it, it'll say like yeah these are the exact days so um <clears throat> as far as um video gaming like when did you first start playing your like video games when uh what games were you first um starting with and whatnot um, I started video games at a young age, um, probably about six, seven years old. And the first video game system I played was the Sega Genesis. Um, but the first video game system that my family bought for myself to own was a Nintendo 64. And I was introduced to Zelda Ocarina of Time. And I love Zelda Ocarina of Time. It's my all-time favorite video game in the world. I was part of the, the PlayStation crowd, but uh, my brother owned a N64 but it was they were both fairly addicting like i could definitely uh say that nintendo 64 had quite a few good titles i still remember like to this day uh mario 64 i'm sure a lot of people can have some strong nostalgia back to that game 
But anyways, anybody who who starts following you, and I'll leave all of your information in the description as far as getting into streaming and whatnot. How did how did you get into that uh, field and what? How did that all just come about? So I first started on a third party app known as Live Me. I did IRL streaming, which is like basically just chatting streams. But in certain circumstances, I couldn't. I didn't feel comfortable doing IRL streams anymore. So I've been observing other streamers on that app who was doing this green screen game streaming. Um, but when I first started game streaming, I actually started game streaming with no camera whatsoever. And I just played retro games and I blew up pretty quickly on the third party app. Um, as soon as that finished, um, Facebook gaming came about and I started on Facebook gaming and then I grew, um, I grew a community there and um, certain circumstances. Once again, this year, 2020, I, um, I am slowly trying to leave Facebook gaming to go to Twitch and put my main focus on Twitch. And um, the reason why is that is because certain times um, you either feel comfortable or you want to take risks or you want to try something new. And I had Twitch, my Twitch account for a while because I did try Twitch a while back. But um, now I notice that Twitch is less toxic than it used to be. Of course, it has, you know, Nothing's perfect. They have their flaws. Um, I've noticed Twitch has been a way smoother transition for me, and I'm I'm enjoying it a hundred times more than I have ever imagined. Right. Yeah. I've I've definitely looked into like Facebook gaming and how to get it started. Like, uh, I'm normally like on the PlayStation, so like I was trying to figure out like all like I'm all about trying to figure out little things. Like, my, if you saw my podcast setup, it's pretty uh crazy like i got like a machine for this like a machine for video so i could like swap in between things but i was trying to go about trying to figure out how to actually set up with facebook gaming like <laughs> so with facebook gaming is a little complicated yeah. you do need an elgato capture card you do need a, a stable internet connection and you definitely need a computer right. it's not like with uh with twitch you go on the app and then you could just plug in your ps4 camera or whatever and boom there you go i use x I could directly stream from my Xbox. I had the whole setup, so why would I do that? <laughs> <laughs> I've had both systems, but I think for myself, I usually have ventured off into, uh, I don't know, it depends on what game it is. Like, uh, I was all about Halo for definitely a long... <laughs> Halo! I'm so excited for Halo 6. I'm just so mad it's delayed, but better than nothing. Right, yeah. I just I have like these crazy flashbacks to like Halo Two where uh, I'd just be up like it just took over my basically I wouldn't even say my time during the summer but like the the existence of my seventh grade life basically just <laughs> hooked on it talking trash with uh, other people obviously so how far back into it, Halo were you going? Um, let me see. Since the first Halo. For yeah, the for sure. OG Xbox. The combat pistol. Um, but my ultimate, my ultimate favorite one is Halo 2, which I'm happy that in the Xbox, they have the Master Chief collection and everything's remastered. And really, <laughs> they did a really fabulous job with the cutscene. The yeah. graphics and the texture of the characters look immaculate. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, um, even like the graphics back then, like, and I'm almost sure, like, even if you pulled up Halo 2 now, how like the graphics still hold up pretty well. So, 
Speaking of which, well, I don't have it over there, but I actually have a Master Chief. <laughs> I went out and <laughs> acquired a Master Chief suit because I always thought it was funny to just have it on hand. So I'm actually hmm. I'm actually currently in the Navy. So um, in the in our ranks, like the top one of the top ranks that you can make in, enlisted is called Master Chief. And one of my life goals that I always thought would be funny was would be to buy uh, an actual warthog and just drive it in, <laughs> pull it into oh work. Oh my goodness! Yeah. yeah, have you seen any of those videos on it? On the, like the real life warthogs people have created. No, I yeah. have not. Yeah, they're pretty pretty legit. Um, yeah. So, anyways, I'm getting wound up in <laughs> Halo. Okay. Um. um uh, so also, I was pretty uh, in depth with like World of Warcraft al also for quite a bit of time, but um, mm -hmm. I got like quite a bit of like real life applicable skills built up from that, like more than I think people would realize, like how how helpful it can be to you in real life, like as far as sociability, understanding economies, and all that. Like, um, is there any games like that as far as like things that like games that have kind of opened up your perception into the, like the real world and giving you better like uh, abilities, I guess, just in general terms? Um, I could say Life is Strange. Life is Strange is actually one of my favorite episodical games that uh, has ever came about in my life. Um, I do not relate to the characters whatsoever, but the story of what happens without spoiling anything for anyone who never played Life is Strange, which you should, um, between Max and Chloe, I definitely compare myself to Max being like into photography and introvert. And I, I kind of like put myself in her shoes. But with the situations that does go on in the game, like, you know, global warming and uh, cases of um, of um, obsession and drugs and stuff could relate to real life. And you could use that for educational purposes and to teach people, like, to learn from right and wrong. And uh, it's, it's a great it's a great game with, uh, with awesome story. Of course, there's supernatural stuff going on as well and that's why it's life is strange but um it was a well-made game and i could totally uh relate to it in the character's perspective not in the story perspective so what are what are some like top uh i'll give you top five games that you would recommend to say top five games yeah your personal um, top five that you would recommend zelda ocarina of time um, one of my favorite action adventure games is not RPG, it's action adventure. Um, second is Doki Doki Literature Club. Um, I love virtual novels. It's one of the first virtual novels I've ever streamed. And um, if you're faint of heart, don't play it. But it's a it's a very shocking experience. Uh, third game is Kingdom Hearts Two. Kingdom Hearts 2, by far the best Kingdom Hearts game ever made. I'm excited about the new Rhythm game, but I don't think something can top Kingdom Hearts 2 based on the story and the momentum and movement and the just adrenaline when you just see your favorite Disney characters on screen. Um, that's number three, right? Number four. Uh, yeah. Number four is CrossCode. It's an indie game made from developer, um, made by developers in Germany. And um, it is a phenomenal 
well-made game that is retro. It takes 80 hours, just warning you, 80 hours. It took me about 83 hours, but I know people that took 1,000 hours to complete the game and be a complete completionist. Uh, complete the game, being a completionist, yeah. But getting all the achievements and everything. And uh, as well, I enjoy it myself, especially the story. Is, I definitely know the developers took a lot of time making this game, and they put a lot of heart and love into it. And then number five is Life is Strange, the first one with Max and Chloe. And I explained before, but just to tell you, it's an episodical game. It's based on the choices, and the choices you make um, affects the end of the game or whatever you choose affects the situation that is manipulated in the game. And uh, it's one of those games that will definitely stay in your head and heart, especially with certain scary moments and realistic moments. Like as far as like this whole quarantine deal goes, like how has that affected your like uh, community as far as like growing it, like uh, developing it? Has it increased because of it or have you noticed any like negative effects as far as like trying to grow it or? So since now uh, everyone's going back to school, I've noticed a little decrease in my viewership and community. However, during quarantine, I think that was like the best time to grow the only challenge was everyone was jumping on the stream game because they see an open opportunity that they'd be able to do something from home, have fun and able to make an income. And uh, that's what everyone was doing. They were grasping that opportunity. I, I've been doing this for a while. So I was actually, I was, I actually got, you know, the leeway of getting certain um, things out there. Like it was easier to promote it was easier to post due to the fact that I'm home and I'm not going anywhere. And a lot of people were stuck home nation, like worldwide. So it, it was definitely had, had its pros and cons. Have you developed any like uh, actual in- income streams? I'm sure, sure at some point with like either Twitch or you're following like through either like uh, advertisement or uh, swag development, or I guess even Patreon. Uh, I never use Patreon, but I do use Stream Elements. I actually opened my first merch store, and I'm very proud of it. But before I've done streaming, I've done, I made four singles. I have four songs on, like, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal Music. And um, they make so much income from that, but that music does help with the promotion as well. Um, yes, I. Um, there is um, – how can I say this without, like uh, – yeah. There's a way to make income on Facebook gaming and Twitch gaming. It's just you have to expect the unexpected, and you never know how much you're going to make. Um, you just got to continue to be consistent and be, you know, well aware of the time zones because you have different people from different places who are viewing your content.
what are ways that like I guess the the income stream for like Facebook Live would be developed, and then same with Twitch, for anyone who uh, I guess is like I said interested in learning about like jumping in on this as well. So to to gain monetization on Facebook gaming, um, to first start off, you have to be in the Level Up program. Uh, to be accepted on the Level Up program, you must have a page that is a gaming video um, creator page. For at least 60 days, you must have 100 followers. You must be able to have streamed for four hours and eight days, I think it is. Um, and then for Twitch, it's different, which is actually a little more complicated. Um, for Twitch, you um, to be affiliate, that's what it's called, you have to stream at least 12 days. You must have at least to do 12, 12 days or 12 hours. You have to do one of those. No, 10 days and 12 hours. Um, you must have 50 followers. And you also must have receive three concurrent viewers, which means an average of three to five viewers in every stream watching your stream. Wow. <laughs> in like a minute or more. So wow. it's harder to get Twitch affiliate than the Facebook, that's for sure. Yeah, it sounds but like But it's it. doable. Yeah. I, I I got both, so True. I, if I could do it, anyone could do it. You have to put your mind to it.
be consistent and stay away from oversaturated games. Huh. That's interesting. So, um, like as far as actually like gaining the, the viewership that you've gained, like, have you leveraged say like Facebook into like Twitch or like vice versa or going into Instagram and saying like, Hey, like pulling people from there and, uh, I guess pulling them onto that platform because I guess, uh, it seems like you've had some pretty good success with it, but um, it, as far as like um, moving people from platform to platform, for me, it seems like one of the biggest challenges. Oh, it's still a challenge till this day. I um I chose to do Facebook at least four times a month to be able to um, contain that momentum, especially the fact that I have a greater amount of followers on my Facebook page compared to my Twitch page. Um, Facebook has 10,000 followers and on Twitch, I literally started from the bottom and I'm now to 2000 followers on Twitch. So there's a big number gap there. Um, and when it comes to try to not persuade, but try to, um, like sell the, my followers, like, Hey, I'm in Twitch, check it out. Um, there's times I get, I didn't know you moved to Twitch or I get the wait, I don't see you on Facebook anymore. And I'm like, cause I'm on Twitch. Um, so it shows that people do not like to read. So yeah. um, literally I try to make a video announcement or I post a picture with some description or I put it on the picture itself that um, I moved over to Twitch. So check me out on Twitch or I, I, I'm streaming here way less than usual. But um, what helped a lot with um, moving people, well, like not to uh, announce where I am at now, I've been using Twitter. Twitter has been super helpful. And Instagram stories help tremendously. The fact that you post an Instagram story on Instagram and it goes straight to your Facebook story. And people ha do actually text those stories. Yeah. Another way that will help too is using Snapchat, Pinterest, and my, all the different social media um, platforms that you use. What's the income difference between Twitch and Facebook? There's no income difference. The, the only thing that it's uh, different is that on Facebook, you receive stars. And that is the way that's uh, compared to bits on, on Twitch. But on Facebook, it starts from 10 stars and up. On Twitch, you could start from one bit to as many bits you want to send. Mm. And then on, on Twitch as an affiliate, you'd be able to get subscribers and uh, you also could get payment from ads if you put the ads yourself or you allow the new um, rollout that Twitch is testing out that they'll put ads in the middle of your stream and mute your stream for people that are not subbed to your channel. And on Facebook, to be sub, you have to be selected. Hmm. Interesting. So it sounds, yeah. it sounds like also like you've got a pretty good... Um stretch over like the different social media platforms between Facebook, Twitch, Snapchat, um, and all of that. So how do you, how would you normally structure, say like in a day where you're going over, say all, all of the different platforms, like how would you structure as far as like making sure you get content onto Instagram, onto Facebook, onto Twitter? Like, are you doing it? Like, are you scheduling it out to when you're actually doing it or are you, um, like winging it. So. so winging it is actually not good at all. Um, you want to be consistent of when you post and how you post, especially the fact of when is the best time when everyone's on their phone, checking the social media platform. 
Um, I definitely go by numbers, and I also check on my analytics as much as I can, um, especially with how many tweets are being retweeted at this time, how many tweets are being liked at this time, um, which pictures getting gaining getting the more tra- most traffic on Instagram and stuff like that. It's very important to check the analytics and the graphs and the numbers um, and the time as well. The best time usually to post is when someone wakes up or when someone is after eating dinner, which is like prime time, 7 p.m., 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, my time. And, of course, that will be different times, like right. Mountain Standard Time, Central Time, Pacific Time, and so on forth. Um, and then besides... Um, having able to uh, like post stuff, I have a, I use TweetDeck and I use a third-party app, which allows everything that's posted and synchronized and posted at the same time. So if I post something on Instagram, it will instantly go to my Facebook page and Twitter. If I post something on Twitter, it will instantly go to my Facebook and Snapchat and Instagram and so on forth. So I make sure everything is um, relevant to what I'm talking about and what I'm trying to promote into the social media as well as the timing and how it's being um, posted. With uh, TweetDeck, is it like a, are you going off a subscription base or is it like a one-time purchase? Oh, it's free. Oh, it is? And uh, TweetDeck is mostly focused on Twitter. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. So that's how I check like analytics and stuff. I learned it from college. I, I love learning about analytics, to be honest with you, but it's definitely like that in itself can become a full-time job, as with most other things. That is absolutely <laughs> accurate. It's <laughs> so accurate. Yeah. So like how we were going over before we started as far as like scheduling and whatnot and how you can just kind of, in a way, become overwhelmed <laughs> overwhelmed by it to where it just becomes instantly its own full-time job. Of just doing this. Well, being a streamer is a job. People yeah, don't understand sure. that being a streamer is a job. Yes, it could start as a hobby, but it could become an, a job because streaming is super draining. You could lose a lot of energy for streaming because as a streamer, you, you have to think of what kind of content I want to bring out to my audience. Um, what am I going to do today? Do I really want to hit the live button? Or is anyone going to like me? Am I going to be bullied? You got to think. You got to think outside the box. You're gonna. You have to think either of the positive and the negatives, and then combine them. Um, so when it comes to the streaming itself, um, it could be, it could be really, really overwhelming. There's times that I need to take a day off and be like, listen, I know I was, I said I was gonna stream, but I can't do it. I'm totally drained. It's crazy. So like, as far as like. Like the amount of time you spend actually like prepping for the live all the way up to when it's finally posted and whatnot. How long? How long of a time frame is that normally? Uh, my streams can run from three. Well, usually my streams run from three to eight hours. But now since I'm back in school, my streams are running only three to five hours, and um, the, just cutting the time actually hurts me due to the fact that I am full of adrenaline when it usually is later at the time. But um, it's like I said, you have to have time management and you need to like pace yourself and know what is best of what's the best time to stream and who's going to be there. And in addition, also for your well-being, because your health is way more important than a certain amount of viewers. So yesterday I, I posted up that little like to-do list that I, I, I follow 
And like literally the first thing that I, I take care of is health, like getting outside and going for a run. Cause I'm like, I need this energy for the rest of the day. And it's like crazy how like trying to get into this realm can take literally take over your whole life. <laughs> but, um, it seems like you've had quite a bit of success with it, but you said you were going to college right now. What, um, what are you looking yeah. to, uh, what are you looking into as far as your education goes? I'm a communication um, media major, and at the moment, um, for like work, I'm a freelancer, and I work with many developers in uh, beta testing. So I beta test um, games in a in a, in a non closure uh, agreement, meaning like I can't talk about, talk about the game or anything. Um, but um, I could say that I do beta test games. And I help developers with uh, with the bug reporting and stuff like that. I've heard stories. It's very intense. Yeah. It's very intense. And especially if you slip up and you talk about the game, it hurts badly, especially with the legal terms. Um, <laughs> and it's very competitive because it's first come, first serve. If someone contacts you and you don't get your, um, your report in right away and the person gets it, you lose that chance of gaining um your money right yeah income. yeah yeah I've, I've read stories about like game testing i've heard it's like it's not quite the dream that some people might imagine it to be it's not a dream job it's actually uh very tedious and very repetitive <laughs> especially um i could say this since the game's already out for uh fall guys i had a beta test that game before it came out and now that i see it everywhere i just want to vomit i'm like oh <laughs> I'm still terrible at the game, but uh, the the beta test was just a nightmare. That's all I could say. It's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. I've heard stories of like have of like people who are testing these games where they have to go through certain environments in the game and like find the glitches and then just like keep doing it over and over and over, over. and over again <laughs> until the glitch appears or if the glitch doesn't appear, you have to report it. Yep, that's exactly how it works. <laughs> Yeah. There's way more, way more in depth in, um, in in that context, but it's uh, it's more of like, uh, um, how can I say, um, definitely more way complicated than people think. Not a dream job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it all depends, I, I guess. Have you ever uh, like considered like uh, software developing for video games? Absolutely not. No. no. Why not? Uh. I, I, I'm bad at math, number one, and that requires lots of math and lots of um, focusing on numbers and everything. <laughs> like, I've learned how to code, and I still am terrible at JavaScript uh, with the HTML coding and all that. But um, the thing I want to learn more is, like, like doing what you're kind of doing, but, like, with, um, like, esports or journalism um or um basically be a streamer to like um to the masses like you stream to the masses and you're actually educating them about the psychological um ways of how games help you things like that or another thing um yeah or maybe be a full-time streamer because there's a lot of people that are full-time streamers and they're super successful i think um so Here's an interesting thing. Like, uh, I was actually taking a college radio class for some time and okay, it was pretty interesting. Like, this is kind of how I got comfortable just like talking on microphones and not being afraid to be live because like when you're on live radio, 
And after you mess something up on there, you're like, all right, well, everybody was listening or somebody was listening and uh, you kind of get over fear pretty quickly once you just like stop caring about it in a way. But um, like you were bringing up freelancing and the idea of that. And um, as far as like for myself, like I've learned that like freelancing has so, so much value. Like it's crazy how much more value you can have. Just not, not even just from like a, like it's your passion project, but just, just for the fact that like you basically can create your own ceiling of wherever it is that you want to go. So yeah, yeah, I, I don't like to down talk people, but like I've noticed like numbers where like people are contracted with certain companies or whatever. And they're, you know, doing deals and all this other stuff versus like having your own freedom and not having sold it yet allows you to just go and do way, way more. But, um, you're, uh, there's a, there's a study about like freelance graphic designers and photographers would make more money than corporate, um, people that are in contract or partnered with certain companies and stuff. So, um, because you're, your, you're your own boss and you plan your own hours and, whenever you plan your own hours and your time and you pace yourself, um, you'll bring in more energy to what you want to accomplish. So, um, as far as like, uh, like you brought up your, your, your singing career, um, as far as getting that onto ink or onto Spotify and whatnot, was that done with like a record, uh, label at all? Or was it just like you freelancing it and launching it? Um, my first single was uh, a freelance project, and then the second one was actually um, I, I uh, signed with the indie deal. Um, but I still have all the rights to everything as well, so um, it's completely opposite from um, like doing mainstream or working with like a major deal. I didn't release many songs, so I, that's why I don't see it much coming from the songs as much, but um. It's in the future if I'm able to make more music because making music, I, I always say this to um, everyone, like, why did you quit music? And I'm like, no, I didn't quit music. Music is way more expensive than gaming, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Just, like, instruments alone and uh, the time. Instruments, that... paying the producer, time, studio time. See, with gaming, you could basically play a game on the internet and then stream that or buy a game and the game will go on for about one or two months see with studio time it's you're in a, a time span and you're racing against time like sometimes you want to do something in two days three days maybe a week but uh yeah it, you're getting you're paying basically paying for every single second for doing that so so you were talking about um like the positive effects of gaming I myself, I've done a little bit of research on it, but like, um, as far as like psychological like uh, effects that you've found, uh, what are some things that like you could point out to anybody listening to it? Um, I suffer from social anxiety, so being a gamer uh, keeps me calm, and uh, especially like there's certain games, of course, they make you rage and stuff. But what I mean by being calm is that um, there's not that many people around you or bothering you. That's why I stay away from multiplayer games because having so many voices in my voice chat, it does um, it does trigger me, and uh, it could be very very overwhelming. As well, um, for it being positive, it also could help with focus. Um, there's certain games that have like memory and elements or um, 
um, learning elements because there's certain uh, dialogue in the game that they have different words that you never heard of. And there could be a glossary that explains the word. And besides that, um, the focus and that. And there's also, you know, there's many different types of genres of games. There's educational games, there's puzzle games. It helps the mind. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely the positive side of games I see. I was, um, I was pretty deep down in the uh, rabbit hole of playing Madden Mobile. And, like, um, I spent quite a bit of money on it, like I've mentioned before. But um, some of the th some okay. of the positive effects that I've I've noticed from it were just like management techniques that I'd get from it, like as far as like managing a a, bu a bunch of different variables, basically. <laughs> so I was like, man, if only if only I could take my head from this and apply it outside, <laughs> I could see some. Um, maybe see some difference for myself. So I've had to take a break, but I've seen that the PS5 is on its way out and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be fun. I heard it's already sold out, the pre-orders. Yeah, I don't know if I'm, uh, I don't know if I'm gonna hop on that train right away. I think I might wait, as we've seen with previous consoles where they're quite buggy. But um, anyways, yeah, so as far as like freelancing and all that, um, but um. Yeah, for sure. With um, freelancing, I definitely recommend it. Like, um, if you have the means to to manage it, and like how you're how you were saying, like working in a corporate capacity can certainly limit you as far as like your creativity goes because you're kind of stuck into that one realm. I work from home, um, so like I said, I do the freelance is my job, and yeah, being yeah, the yeah. beta tester, as well as I work with. Um, an independent company who helps streamers to be successful, which is Nerco. Right. And um, I'm first starting a new program, which um, will be announced soon, uh, like a boot camp. There is a, a one-time fee that you have to pay. And I'll be making videos and teaching um, potential streamers how to hit affiliate, what to do, what not to do on stream, and learn about terms of services and uh, – this kind of thing you can learn on YouTube, but if you actually visually see someone teaching you and you're listening to someone who has a success and is just like you, I think will be more efficient and helpful to those instead of watching someone with over a million followers who actually does not read the chat. Yeah. Because interaction is important. So that's the, that's the, that's the deal right there. So here's a funny story as far as like, what you were just mentioning with like people who have a million followers and whatnot. I ran into, okay. I'm pretty upset with myself because I've been taking like these courses on happiness and how to deal with how to like be more intrinsically happy and whatnot. But I okay. felt, I fell into an Instagram trap where uh, I saw this course that was being sold. And since I kind of, I own myself, I guess, but uh, there's this course, it was called like influency and I dropped like, $40 on it because I was like, oh, this could be cool. Maybe they'll give me some uh, good information. And then I just got <laughs> I got slammed with upsells and I was fairly upset with it. As far as like other courses that you've taken personally to like help you with your success in gaming, what um, uh -huh. what uh, courses have you personally taken that I guess have helped with like getting you to where you're at now? Mm, no courses whatsoever. I watch a lot of YouTube videos and I'm just, I observe many streamers. I don't observe like what they do and stuff but i observe like um 
their like overlays. I observe their content. I observe their mannerisms and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, that's that's what I do. What um what influencers in, or streamers in particular have um, influenced you or that you follow? Um, um, Sushi Dragon is one of my favorites. He does just chatting streams. Uh, Granny is really cool. And um, besides Granny, um, um, oh my goodness gracious. I'm trying to remember. Um, there's one person as well who is an excellent streamer. Ha- Harris Heller. Uh, he's the one that does this. He's the one that taught about the DMCA's and he makes music for free for streamers, which is such a nice thing and he doesn't have to do that and he's helping streamers to keep their content relevant using the music he made for free for us so yeah so Harris Heller um, Granny and um, I mentioned a third one what was the third one it's Granny Harris Heller and um, Sushi Dragon there you go as far as like also as pulling them in and I'll, I'll leave some, all this, um, information also in the description, but, um, as far as, as far as like also growing your own following, um, with like building your audience, have you invested much as far as like in promotional ads, like boosting through Instagram, boosting through Facebook? Um, when I did Facebook gaming, my mom helped me boost uh, my page. Um, but mostly the way I've been, uh, investing is my time especially uh working on like edits and stuff i'm actually been editing videos to be uploaded on my youtube in the future i want it to be perfect so it's going to take a lot of time for me to edit like i've streamed uh several videos and i stream a lot so uh yeah yeah for sure definitely editing is like the bane of my existence for sure so it's kind of like Part of the reason why I've I've dropped some expensive money, like I went out and I purchased this thing. It's called the A10 Mini Pro, to where like you, it's basically a video switcher to where you can like point go in from like camera onto like video or whatever, just so that in the future I won't have to go back over it and uh, edit out everything or do whatever it is to make it look uh, professional. But uh, so yeah, there's. Um, yeah, just to improve, I guess, the whole look of it. And then the other thing I went into was the whole Rodecaster Pro, and that was definitely a great investment for myself as well. So, um, and editing when you edit a video, uh, a five minute video could take at least two to three hours and maybe more. So, yeah, yeah, editing's not easy, yeah, for sure. And especially with like that's like the whole purpose of green screens as well for myself, like, obviously, like. You know, for, for anyone who's um, going to watch this video, our our background is going to be actually black, but normally. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, so, and you can edit my background. Yeah, so right. Fine. Yeah. So um, definitely, definitely, there's definitely a lot of work that goes into editing. Um, as yep. far as um, going over your whole artwork, I've noticed that your artwork is it's pretty professional looking um can you as far as um the photo you posted that i have um that i'll have featured on the thumbnail for youtube 
and whatnot. Oh, my logo. Yeah, for um, sure. I have an amazing, I have an amazing graphic designer. Uh, he made my logo. He made my emotes. He made my um, my subscriber badges. He he did everything. So I can't take graphic. I can't take um, any credit for what he has done. He he's known as Cervantes de Leon. <laughs> my leg. But yeah, uh, he's Cervantes de Leon, and he uh, is a phenomenal graphic artist from California. And um, I'm so grateful for him. He made my merch store come alive and he helped a lot when I reached affiliate. He helped a lot during Facebook as well, but definitely, which he got to um, show off his artwork. So I really appreciate him for that. Yeah, it's definitely something I've been looking at into currently just because of like how much work is involved. And like, I know graphic arts, again, it's, you know, it's obviously can be its own job as far as like yep. the workload itself. But uh, I, I definitely believe in trying to outsource as many tasks as possible to make the process easier. Just be yourself. Be yourself. Don't ever compare your, yourself to others and make sure to turn off the viewer account so you don't overwhelm yourself and start overthinking like, I only have one viewer. Because if you have one viewer watching you the entire time, you are successful. That's what I always say. Yeah, that is definitely true. I think that is definitely something that can uh, be taken as value for sure. Because you can look at it and just be like, oh, well, there's only one person. Bye. I'm not even going to say bye and roll off versus <laughs> sticking around to have that conversation, which can definitely have a lot of long-term value. So something yeah. something also that I've definitely like picked up value from, from uh, starting a podcast is like, friendship like actual relationships which are like pretty awesome um as far as for yourself like can you dive into any like relationships that you've actually developed through streaming that have turned into like friendships that have you know had great value to your success or whatnot um i say yeah not to get into detail definitely a lot of um friendships and stuff so thanks to streaming um i got to meet amazing people so yeah sure for sure <laughs> have you um have you um attended any like uh networking networking events for streaming uh yes i've uh i attended vidcon last year which is taking place in Anaheim, california and um uh, i participate in a lot of indie game developers conventions in the city where i live at um, which um, basically I get to beta test the game and give them a little feedback and stuff like that. And that's usually at like the Microsoft store. Um, so yeah, I guess I felt my, my, um, and then the last one I went to was PAX East, which was in Massachusetts. Um, but uh, my goal now is to be able to go to E3 in the future and TwitchCon. So yeah. yeah. So I myself have not yet been to any of these networking events, but I've always saw them as pretty str- like good opportunities just as far as like networking. Like, oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So how have you uh, been able to uh, find success as far as like networking at um, these events? Like are you guys like passing out like uh, business cards or just like how you're approaching different people or like how, are, how do you gain um, some, I guess, growth or following from there? Um, I made business cards and I gave them the business cards. The business cards um definitely helps as well. I um if they need a photographer for a moment, I take a picture for them. 
and then I uh, I post it on my Instagram, and that's like instant access to my other socials since my links are there. So um, yeah, the word of mouth and business cards definitely help when it comes to conventions for uh, promoting yourself. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. Um, is there any any other? Keep going what you want to aim for and um, work hard at your dreams. They will come true. You can follow LA Dream on Instagram. She's on Twitter, Twitter. Facebook, Twitch, um, Pinterest. And you also could Google LA Dream and check out my music and check out what other social platforms I'll be on. I'll make sure all those links are in all the descriptions. So wherever you guys are following this, you guys can totally follow it from there. And then also, Fantastic. and then also you guys can follow me obviously where, wherever, either on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all podcast platforms. So, uh, <laughs> anyways, hope you guys are doing well today. Hope you guys are staying up, staying motivated, um, staying, uh, Staying on a good path, and uh, I will see you guys all soon. Bye, everyone.